welcome everyone to another episode of Doe's Nose. This episode is being brought to you in part by our friends at Kona Boys, Green Organic Superfood Brew, Hurley Oakley GoPro, Kona Coffee and Tea, Maverick Sport Fishing, Deuce Gym, and Mocha Lely Airlines. Um, have you guys tried the supplements from Original Nutritionals yet? You should. It's really good stuff. They have fish oils, uh, protein whey shake, powder form, uh, cocoa java nut butters. Uh, you know, these guys aren't your original meathead supplement brand. It's just pure basic and essential food and supplements to support a clean athlete lifestyle. My buddy Logan founded the company with a food first approach, working with average men and women like you and I to the best action sports stars and team sport athletes in the world. These guys know how to do it right. Well, go check them out at OriginalNutritionals.com and just for buying, enter in promo code DOZENOSE at checkout and you guys get 15% off. So go check them out at OriginalNutritionals.com. Don't forget, you guys can find me on all social media, such as Facebook at Dozer Dave Barnett, or I just started a new page called Dozer Nose, and then on Instagram at Dozer Dave, Instagram page Dozer Nose Podcast, and on Twitter at Dozer Dave Nose, um, or go to my website, dozenose.com where you can see a more in-depth look at our guests and links to their bios and links to our sponsors where they have all kinds of cool promos as well. Um, really good stuff. You can listen to the podcast there as well. Um, well, here we are. It's the end of March. I can't believe it. We're coming into May. It's been some good times, man. I've been doing all kinds of cool stuff and going on hunting trips and hanging up trophies on my walls and just having fun. Lots of friends coming to visit me. I got more friends coming next week. That's going to be a blast. But speaking of friends coming, I had a friend come over here a couple of weeks ago, um, Dustin Fierro. He's actually my guest today. And, and Dustin, and I go, kind of go way back. He um, He's a Tavarua boatman. He's a lifeguard over in San Diego. And uh, he's just one of the coolest human beings on the planet. He's ranked number four right now in, the, in paddle boarding. Um, not the kind like stand-up paddleboarding, but the kind where you're on your knees and you're racing across channels to islands from L.A. to Catalina Island or, you know, Oahu to Molokai, you name it. This guy, he does it. He's so badass. He's also a uh, water safety for the WSL, for the Big Wave Tour. Um, we got to kick back while he's over here. He came to visit me. We went hunting and... Just had a good time. Talk story, some cool stuff going on in his life. Um, just asked his uh, fiance Jamie, to marry him. It was pretty cool. Uh, I actually lucked out and got to be the first one to know. So it was pretty cool. Thanks, Dustin. But uh, let's welcome Dustin to the show. Hey, buddy.
Dustin, welcome to the show, bro. How are you, Dozer? I'm doing really, really well. How about yourself? We've had quite an epic week so far. Yeah, we've got a lot done this week. Yeah, you came over here to spend some time with your Uncle Doze and uh, do some hunting. And the first night out, um, I think you were able to capitalize on that twice and laid the smack down on a couple of hogs. Yeah, we had a great evening up there in the coffee grounds. It was so fun. It was so much fun. Oh, my gosh. I got that on video, and especially when you went to uh, finish that one off, and then you <laughs> slipped on that hill and just both feet up in the air. Yeah, that could have been dangerous. It I was, was lucky. You were very lucky, especially holding your bow, and your your main priority was just like, keep the bow off the ground. Keep it off the ground, man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I was, care what happens to me. I was ice skating on asphalt. I didn't think that could happen. <laughs> but it was so much fun. Wow, it's beautiful up there. We're so lucky to be able to, uh, you know, use be able to take stuff from the land and harvest the pigs and on beautiful land. It's awesome. Yeah, especially a place like that. You know, it's a four hundred acre coffee farm that's just manicured, and those pigs come in and just devastate and destroy everything. And some of them are so big they knock the trees over. They're rubbing on them, just trying to scratch, and they knock the trees over. And that's why they want us to come up there all the time and take these things out. So. Yeah, it's amazing what they do to the ground and just tear it up. And it's it would just be such a bummer to be the, you know, the caretaker or the owner of the coffee grounds and have that happen to your crop. Mm-hmm. And then we got to uh, dig out and go over to Maui for a couple of days, where we got to hunt with our friend Jeffro. Yeah, the H two outfitter. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he was uh, so cool. He let us stay at his house, drive his jeep, picked us up at the airport, and just him and his wife Jen. And and Baby Piper just took care of us, man. Fed us some of the most incredible meals. Um, I think we had venison chili or yeah. venison spaghetti. Spaghetti. It was all gluten-free spaghetti. Gluten-free. The was, locally raised and grown deer. It was, it was so delicious. Good. And uh, you and I didn't get to capitalize on any, any animals, but uh, Jeff, man, he laid it down. Yeah, he whacked a doe. He said it's the best shot he's ever had. 42 yards over a branch, and then through the V of another branch. Yeah. So to be able to Robin Hood that shot and whack that deer is pretty amazing. Yeah, and he took that thing down right in the heart, so it was instant, and it yeah. was just... There's, it didn't go more than 25 feet, I would say. Wow. We looked at the blood, and there was the deer. It was dead immediately. So yeah. it was really cool. It was a great experience, and to watch Jeff give that deer its like a little prayer or whatever he did right before he walked up. You know, I stayed back a little bit and, you know, he thanked the deer for uh, giving its life for us to be able to eat it and provide for his family. And, you know, like we said before, we had uh, venison spaghetti the night before. It was awesome. Right. So we're so lucky. It was great. Well, the old saying is, you you know, you can't kill deer unless you eat deer. (laughs) So (laughs) that's what Shano's taught me. And so every time I, before I go hunting, you know, it's just like, ah, okay. It's Maybe it's getting here. the scent in you or something. I don't know, but yeah. it works. Yeah, it is. And, it, you know, they're such graceful, powerful animals. You know, that's got to rub off into what, you know, what we take in from it. Mm-hmm. And they're so good. Yeah, well, I was, I was really, really stoked to see Jeff get that because, you know, he is one of the most gracious, humble, giving people on the planet. And this secret spot, this honey hole that he has, he has taken all of the boys there, from Dave Wassel to Kevin Hibbard, Shane Dorian, Justin Lee, you name it, they've all been in there. It's the red carpet. And we've all killed. 
Yeah. The last time I was in there, the only time I was in there, the, you know, before this trip, uh, I laid the smack down on a big buck. And he's been doing it for the whole time and he's never, ever taken a shot. And so it was really cool for him to be able to take one out at his home turf for the first time after hosting everybody else. Yeah. It was, yeah. And he said sorry to me. Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It was just a great experience. You know, to me, hunting is cool when you do kill and you get to take some meat home to your family and mm-hmm. pass it around. But to me, I just enjoy watching the deer, you know, in their natural habitat without them noticing that we're there. Yeah. And then it's a total bonus when we get to take meat home to the family. It's yeah. so awesome. Oh, yeah. You have a whole cooler you're bringing home. I know. I'm so excited. You're not just for the family. It's for the neighborhood. Yeah. We're going to do some burgers and steaks. And uh, one of my friends is a smoker, so we're going to smoke some of that meat and nice. it's going to be so great. And exactly. all kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, last time I got to hunt, I uh, got to take two deers home and we're still eating that meat, yeah. you know, a year later. So it's amazing how much uh, meat you get to take home from a deer and pass it out and eat it. And it's still mm-hmm. always there. It's great. Well, the last time you and I went deer hunting, it was over in L- Lanai and I laid the smack down on anything that walked in front of me. I had coolers I was bringing home. Yeah, you had the bathtub full of meat when I got there. <laughs> you had ice in the bathtub, and we had to shower like outside with the hose, and it was awesome. It was so good, man. Yeah, you had like, that big velvet buck, oh. and then that, that doe that you shot, the body on it was so big. Oh, my gosh, and they were so healthy at the time, too. You know, it's half the time, Lanai, it's either it's in drought or it's just super, super green, and the deer are just getting so much nutrients, or they're starving to death. Yeah, so. and that, that doe, talking about their nutrition and stuff, that doe that Jeff Rowe shot had so much fat on it. Yeah. It was wild. You know, under the back legs, it looked similar to a pigwood when you cut it open, and it was awesome to see, you know, that the deer on Maui right now are thriving like well, they did the yeah, when we were in Lanai. Good, just like California right now, we're getting so much rain. So everything is tall, it's green, it's hard to find these guys yeah, in this stuff. Totally. And they just melt in there and disappear and if you're lucky, they'll pop their head out and not see anything and then walk out and then you get a shot. Yeah, so, they're such little ghosts. It's pretty wild. Yeah. They're fun. Now, we also were able to go to Andy's place the other day, yesterday. Yeah. And we got you on some really big billy goats. Um but, man, there's so many eyes when you're out there. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, those nannies really don't want their boyfriends getting shot. Yeah. You know, and I was telling my girlfriend, Jamie, that, and she's like, well, I wouldn't want you to get shot either. You know, and <laughs> it makes sense, but it's amazing to look at those goats and, you know, the horns that they produce are pretty beautiful. Oh, yeah. There were some humongous helicopters out there, and I haven't been out there since I did that TV show for Western Extreme, and and it seems like they've grown so much th- since then or new ones have came in. I don't know what the deal is, but there were some monsters out there. I know if they run fast enough and jump off that poo, they could fly. Like it was amazing to see how much uh, distance and length they had coming off their head. It was uh-huh. cool. And there's so much character on some of those billy goats horns oh, yeah. from fighting and whatever they do is pretty cool. Yeah. And, and where they live is just dramatic scenery. On top of uh, Pu'u's, which is uh, a vent off the volcano. And it's just rugged. It's it's super dangerous, super loose, sharp. Yep. And these guys navigate that mountainside like it's nothing. I know. I can't believe how fast they can run up the lava and 
you know, even with no pressure, if they don't see us or smell us, they're so agile and they just run up that, up that lava. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, you're going home today and uh, it's been a fun, fun trip, but we figured we'd sit down, talk story, find out about Dustin Fierro. And, uh, you know, I've known you for a while. I first met you over in Tavarua. You were a boatman there and just charging that place, having so much fun, getting shacked out of your brains. And we just hit it off big time. And we've been friends ever since. But, um, you know, I, you've got so much crap going on in your life, dude. You're a, you're a lifeguard over in San Diego. Now, you're born, actually born and raised in San Diego, right? Yeah, I grew up in Point Loma, which is a small area just, just right there at the point by uh-huh. San Diego Bay. And if you're flying out of the airport, you could drop a baseball at my parents' house. And uh, I'm the third generation that's grown up in Point Loma. And my grandpa used to ride his motorcycle on dirt roads to high school. And then both my parents went there. And Did then, you guys all go to the same high school? Yep. Same buildings. Wow. So it's pretty cool. That's really cool. Too bad yeah. the teachers aren't the same, right? Yeah, they'd be mummies. <laughs> It'd be funny. Right. And um, so, like I said, you're a lifeguard. Uh, you, you're a world, you're a champion uh, prone paddleboarder. What is a prone paddleboarder? Yeah, so most people think of, if you say paddleboarding, because I'm the stand-up world right. tour or something stand-up, like that, like yeah. Kai Lenny. And, uh, big congrats out to Kai Lenny, by the way, because he just won the big contest over at Sunset Beach. Yeah, and what an animal. That guy can do everything. It's yeah. so cool. And he's such a good ambassador for Super you know, surfing and water, just water sports. And you know that's kind of what brought me into paddleboarding. And uh, if you just say the name Jamie Mitchell, most people would be like, oh, okay, prone paddleboarding. Right. You know, he's the most famous and he made it famous. You know, he's won 10 Molokai titles in a so row. So what is it? So you're laying down on a board uh, that's designed to go as fast as you can go. So it's got a lot of belly in the bottom to reduce the, the friction on the water. And I race a stock paddleboard, which is 12 feet in length. And then there's also an unlimited class, which is anything over 12 feet. Uh-huh. So we're crossing channels or doing point-to-point races. So these paddleboards look like when it, you know for the normal person that doesn't live in Hawaii that doesn't paddleboard, I would associate them with like Baywatch. Yep. So where they go out there and they jump on these big old giant boards and then they're either on their knees or they're laying down and they paddle out to go rescue the people. Exactly. So okay. our mine's uh, twenty inches wide, has a real narrow nose, and there's a bunch of foam up top. So. If you looked at it, the general person in the parking lot might ask you if it's a canoe or something like that, but mm. uh, it's just like a real high-performance paddling surfboard, I guess, and you know you could almost think about it uh, similar to like an outrigger canoe, right? kind of in that shape. How fast can you go on those things? Um, when, when we're racing flat water races, we're going about five and a half miles an hour, uh-huh. so it's pretty slow and a grind, but you know, I, I would say it's real similar to riding a bike. You know, we're using each other's draft and there's a lot of strategy behind it and who you get with and kind of uh, how you race is really big in these flat water races. But right. when we're Do doing you guys work downwind, as a team? Yep, okay. exactly. So just you like you're watching the Tour de France. so far on your own, right? Yeah, and the speed. So we, uh, you'll cut about a third or maybe a little bit more of the drag if you're drafting somebody. Uh-huh. So just like the Tour de France or whatever, we'll take turns up top and pull each other and... And we're just really trying to bridge a big gap between mm-hmm. the main group of paddleboarders. And now, when, now, when you're doing it through the islands, are you doing it as a relay team or are you doing it solo? Uh, the last two years, we've been I've been doing it solo. 
I kind of specialize in the uh, the Catalina Classic, mm-hmm. which is a flat water open ocean uh, paddleboard race. And there's a bunch of Makos, Great Whites, what? Marlins. Yeah, people have been circled in the middle of the race. It's also a shipping lane. Have you? I haven't. Yeah. But I've seen sharks on training paddles. You know, we'll go out and spend four and a half hours on training paddles, and I've seen sharks off La Jolla. And, you know, some days I'm bored or the wind, I know the wind's going to come up and I have to get two or three hours in. So I'll just paddle straight out for an hour and a half, you know, until you can't really see uh, buildings or anything. So you're just using the mountains in the background. And I've seen sharks 100% out there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, how far is Catalina? It is, from, you, the shortest distance is 22 miles, but the way we paddle it for the race is 32 miles. Okay. And they started doing that back in the where, 50s. Where are you starting? Like San Pedro? We start Long on Beach? Catalina at Two Harbors, uh-huh. and then we go towards the point at Palos Verdes, gotcha. and then up to the pier at the Manhattan Beach Pier. Oh, wow. And so it's kind of that's the arena. So everyone's out on the pier looking, seeing who's coming in. And paddleboarding is a huge sport uh, within the L.A. community with the right. lifeguards and whatnot. And right. It's a huge festival down at the beach. They have volleyball tournaments, and it's a really cool day down at the beach. Um, have you done anything right here in Hawaii yet? I haven't. But next year, I'm planning on doing the Molokai to Oahu uh-huh. Paddleboard Championship. That so, one's tough. Yeah. That and that's really tough. That's a lot of board control and you know dealing with the waves, but also using the waves to get as fast as you can across. Yeah, these guys, if I've seen some of the videos and these guys are flying. Yeah. Whether they're on the paddle boards or on the, because I've seen people on your type of paddle board, the prone paddle board. Mm-hmm. I've seen people on stand-up paddle boards and I've seen people in canoes. Yeah. And they seem to be just flying. And how exciting is it that Kai is going to do the foil this year, supposedly? Really? So what I've heard is that they're going to do a foil division this year. So uh. that's going to be really cool to watch. Yeah, you know, watch him get up on those big long runners, and he's gonna be moving. His legs are gonna be spent. I know. Can you imagine? Like, spent. I just I can't imagine what their feet feel like. Because you know you see him on it, and he's pumping the whole time too. Yeah. So it's it's not like you're just standing on a paddleboard. No. You're on a surfboard and a small board. Yep. And you're pumping and you're working it that whole way, and and that's a long channel. Yeah, that that race is 32 miles also. Yeah. And then, you know, you're going downwind, but then when they get to China Wall, you're going upwind. Right. To the finish line there. That's a workout. That's a workout, especially on a stand-up. You're like sailing backwards. Right. (laughs) You know, so that'll be cool. Yeah, my my friend Mike Spaulding, I've had on the show before, he, you know, he's a swimmer, Mm -hmm. and he's done that same exact deal. And he said once you get, there's one point, um, and then all of a sudden you have to go upwind. Yeah. And, and the currents are gnarly as well, too. That would be horrible swimming. Yeah. <laughs> Breathing all that or getting all that salt water in your mouth, and that would not be fun. <laughs> yeah. Do you plan on doing anything where, you know, of course you're going to do the Molokai to Oahu. Mm-hmm. What about through the other islands, like from the Big Island to Maui? Yeah, that would be one. And I would I like to do the Maui to Molokai one. Yeah. Uh, that would be a good race to do. And then we have some uh, local islands that we've talked about doing some paddleboard racing just for fun. Right. But just going to and from. Uh, there's an island off Ensenada called Toto Santos where there's a big wave out there. And I really want to do a downwind paddle there when the wind goes right. the right direction. I think that would be cool. Now, speaking of big waves, um, you've got another really cool job where you are water safety for the Big Wave World Tour. You just got back from Nazare, 
that giant event that they had there. Yeah. How scary was that? I've never Have been you ever so seen scared a wave in the like water. That? Yeah, it was amazing. I've never seen anything like that. And the day before the event, we got to go out and do some training, and it looked like really big black beach with the wedge involved in it. Uh huh. And then the next morning, we got the radio call. It was dark out, and the water safety director, Scott Eggers, was like, "Boys, it's on. Like, get ready." And we were all like kind of already nervous. And then right. to hear that, we're like, oh man, we got out there and I've never seen so much water move and just the height of the waves of the swell that right. when it comes in is, it's amazing. It's crazy. It, it does this weird wedge teepee that is just ginormous. It's huge. Now it looks like it's slopey. Yeah. Is it slopey or is it, does it have like Porto, I'm going to barrel, suck up. Because it is a beach break, right? Yeah, it's got, I would say it's a mixture. So you look at it from the lighthouse where most people take the pictures from, uh-huh. and that's really high, that that cliff line that they're taking the photos from. So it does dissipate the swell size, right? Mm. Kind of squishes it. But <laughs> sitting in the tell. channel, uh, there's a picture that Carlos Burley posted, and I was sitting right next to him, and the wave's going top to bottom, probably the first 25 feet of the face. So the wave totally barrels, and the commitment level that those guys have to catch that wave when it's really big is crazy because they have to be in just this tight little spot. Right. Not like Waimea or something where you can kind of shoulder hop because you have that little chip shot in. This thing's, it's amazing, the wind and the amount of water that's sucking back up. It's almost similar to pipeline in that sense where it's jacking. Right. And, and the speed that it's moving is crazy. Did you have any gnarly wipeouts on the ski? I didn't. I actually. It looks like it's like it's shifting all over the place. It is shifting, and the amount of current is crazy. That's you have to always be on the throttle on the jet ski there, uh-huh. and uh, you're literally right on the sand line. And then you got to make it through the intermediate where there's probably twenty, twenty-five foot face waves. Wow. And once you make it through that, then you can see if you can negotiate getting out mm-hmm. and using the two little channels that there are, but. And a lot of times you have to turn back around. So in the in the heat of the contest, the surfers want to get back out as fast as they can. Right. Right. In Puerto, it wasn't that bad. Uh, Nazare was it was scary because they're come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, and it's like it's not safe. Sometimes it would take us ten minutes to get the competitors back out, and then after the they surfed the first time, they were like, okay, we get it. Like just get us out safe. Right. Because it was dangerous in there, and you know we had Damien Hopgood get kind of hurt, but you know what happened to him. Um, there's a lot of backwash at that beach because it, it breaks really close to the beach and you wouldn't really expect that for how big it is. Mm-hmm. But the beach gets really steep. So uh, the operator of the ski ended up getting uh, caught by a backwash and then they kind of lost control of the ski. The ski went up in the air and then it landed on his head. Wow. Um, yeah. It was, didn't knock him out? It didn't. But actually speaking of Kailani again, he was on the beach right there waiting for his heat, for his jet ski for that heat. And he said he'd never seen a jet ski so high in the air. Wow. Yeah. So we're super lucky that no one got seriously, seriously injured. But, you know. Well, who who else was out there on the ski with you? Uh, or driving skis? Garrett McNamara was out there. There was a couple European guys. Uh, Abe Lerner. Abe Lerner. He's yeah. awesome. And talk re- about a cool, humble guy that'll teach you whatever you want to know. He's such a badass on the ski. Yeah. He's it's amazing. I was watching him, uh, you know, I've watched him over the years all over the place, but this last Eddie Ical last year was out of control watching him punch through the lip of 30-footers, yeah. closing out the entire bay. 
and just going, holy crap, with a whole ski of people on, you know? Yeah, that picture with him, Strider, and I think Larry Haynes is on the back. Yeah. That picture's insane. It's so crazy. So crazy. It's yeah, pretty they, cool. He's he's a really, really good jet ski operator. And, uh, and surfer as well. Yeah, he rips. Rips so Amazing hard. photos, surfs big waves, like... You know, he's got some great photos of him at Cloudbreak and on yeah. big days. It's cool. Yeah, he went, style. he went with us uh, a couple of years ago, and he, he was just killing it the whole entire time. Yeah, and he's tall. You wouldn't expect him to be as smooth and like as graceful of a surfer as he is for being 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", right. however tall he is. He's tall. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. about you? Are you surfing these big waves? Yeah. Um, you know, right out of high school, I started going down to Totos and just slowly inching my way up. And after a few years of... 10 to 12, just working it up. After a few years of going to Hawaii and kind of realizing that I didn't want to be in those super big XXL days, I kind of started shifting over to doing the water safety on those days. Mm -hmm. But I still love surfing when it's big. And, you know, I have have the boards to surf when it's big. And it's just if I want to do it that day or not. You know, and I love Toto Santos and I love some of the waves on Oahu, but um, I pick and choose my days, yeah. you know, and it's, um, it's fun to do both sides of it. You Did know? you get to surf Nazare? Yeah, we ended up, a couple of days after the event, it got big again, uh-huh. and uh, one of the guys brought a tow board, so we got whipped into a couple of ways, but we were up the beach where it was a little safer. And, right, uh, and towing's a little bit more easier than trying to paddle into one of It's cheating, for yeah, sure. super cheating. It's like being was, a Hot Wheel car. Yeah. You know, it's, it's cheating for sure, but... It's fun, and you know we got the opportunity. And what was the biggest one you caught? Um, forty foot face. Yeah, probably. And you know where those guys were paddling, it was bigger than that. Right. You know we were. Well, up they're looking for the hundred footer there, and that's the wave that's probably going to give it to them out there. Yeah, and you know it. The amount of want that those guys have to catch a wave is crazy. Uh-huh. You know, it's just like Kobe wanting to dunk the ball, but without the consequence that those guys right they don't think about it just like kobe doesn't when he comes in to dunk it's pretty crazy yeah it's cool have, have you been out to cortez banks i haven't and that's somewhere where i'd really really like because it's close to home for you yeah just 100 miles away 100 it's closer miles than away. la yeah it's closer than totos it is you don't have yeah. to go through the border you just jump on a boat no churros right out there straight out i remember shane telling me that um when they first went out there and discovered it and they, uh, you know, it was so mind-boggling being out there. And the second, you know, it all of a sudden it hit the media everywhere. And the second time they went out there, he said it was a freaking circus. Yeah. And he did. goes, there was fat dudes in inner tubes sitting out there. It was, it was a joke, you know. It looked like the Point Break 2 movie, <laughs> you know, where they were, they have a slide off this giant. Cocktails. and Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a party. Helicopters. Yeah, I'd like to go out there and experience that wave. It just seems like an amazing place and the history and the amount of fishing that used to go out there. I think it would just be a cool area to kind of check off the box. And I'd love to go for a mission, like right. a surf mission and do water safety. And maybe yeah, Shane said he took the J because he gets seasick. Mm-hmm. So being on a boat, he'll just get yeah throwing chunks. Um, so he drove the jet ski oh, all perfect. the way back from uh, Cortez Bank, which is what, 100, 110 miles? Yeah. Have a fuel stop or two. God, I would be like, you know, I've jumped on the jet ski out here. I've done water patrol for that last movie and and just riding around in some of the rougher stuff, you get super chafed. Yeah. 
You know, and you you can't walk right the next day. You oh, feel like you're riding a no. riding a bull all day long with a oh wetsuit on. Oh my god! Now imagine 110 <laughs> miles of that yeah, in the crazy. dark. That's it's that's nuts. And a headlamp's not going to help you. No, they have the, you know the boat has all those big lights. Yeah, they're pretty much fishing boats. Yeah, that are taking you out there, and so they light up everything. So they're staying behind the boat. Yeah, just freaking cruising. Yep. It had to be rough as hell. Yeah, we did that back from Totos Giant just swells. a couple weeks ago with the Samsung guys and Robbie Madison. We were doing water safety. Uh-huh. And it got so windy, but it was like it was like riding down like a up a mogul course. Right. And you're just jumping the jet ski and wearing a uh, snorkeling mask because it was so windy and just trying to keep the salt water and the wind out of your eyes. But coming back from Cortez, that would be crazy. Yeah. Big time. Crazy. I would take a helicopter. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Or a seaplane. Yeah, that would but be But I good. don't know that swells would be so big, you probably couldn't land a seaplane. Yeah, there's no way, huh? You'd have to do like a an army drop parachute. That could be fun, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I. you know what? There's some big sea monsters out there as well, too. Yeah, Mr. White is definitely out there. Definitely out there. It's tax season it's, right now. Is it? Yeah. Uh-huh. You never know when Mr. White will come get you. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, where is your next stop for the WSL? The next stop. So the year just ended and uh, Greg, sorry, Twiggy won. Uh-huh. The crazy South African. He's amazing. He's yeah. so good. And so we're going to go into the Southern Hemisphere season coming up here. So it'll be Puerto. I believe it's Pico this Alto. Is, this is brand new for you, right? Yeah. So, so I being did, on this tour. Yeah. One event last year and then this year i got to do puerto escondido and nazare right and uh so hopefully next year we get to you know run more events and uh it'll be great it's such a good experience and it's just last minute i gotta juggle work and tell the girlfriend that i'm going to puerto or or portugal for five days now i'm sure they have a big list of guys that want to be on the skis for these WSL events. Yeah. Um, where where do you sit on that list? Are you more towards the top or? Um, I'm probably the the highest on the the list uh-huh. and the lowest on the operating list. <laughs> so a lot of times I'm uh, on the back of the sled as a grabber in uh-huh. case we do get someone that's unconscious or has a serious uh, trauma incident. And then, like Puerto, I operated the whole time. And Nazareth, I did a little bit of operating, a little bit of grabbing. Now, you're also an EMT, right? Yeah, I've been an EMT for probably eight or nine years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so using those skills down in Tavarua and in San Diego lifeguarding. Yeah. And then it comes in handy at the WSL also. What's some of the gnarliest shit you've ever seen? Oh, man. You were telling me a story this morning down in Tavarua. Yeah. With this one guy, unfortunately, his wife had passed away two weeks before and decided to take the kids on a trip, you know, help clear their minds. Yeah. And he got in a nasty one. Yeah, the guy surfed really good. So, you know, and it shows that anything can happen to anybody. Surfed really good. And he should have pulled into this barrel, but he went around the edge and went to bottom, turned around it, and the lip just exploded underneath his board, shot him out in front of shish kebabs. And we were sitting there with the mutual friend, Scott Weiner. Mm-hmm. And uh, he came up with blood just pouring down his face. And I'm like, what's going on? I looked, and it looked like his forehead had just, like, wrinkled back. Wow. And one of our mutual friends, Saxon Boucher, one of our good friends, he, yeah, uh, love he was telling me, he's like, yeah, you can, like, people get scalped out here. So I'm looking at the guy, I'm like, did he just scalp himself? And his, his hairline literally wrinkled back, like, towards the back like of his head. Like, how far back? 
probably two inches. Yeah. It was amazing. Like, so I just immediately called the could doctor, you, got another boat skull? going out. Yeah, you could see the skull and kind of that white uh, fascia. Uh-huh. And uh, with the water, it you know, it accentuates the amount of blood that's coming. Right. So it looked like we had, you know, like D-Day on our boat. Uh-huh. It was crazy. There's a lot of bleach used after that and to clean the boat. But you know, <laughs> he was okay, amazingly. Like, it could have been real bad. I bet you the cleaning up for it from the doctors was super naughty. I know. You got to get sand in there. You're going to get coral. You got, you know, you obviously hit the reef. So you have coral all in there that's alive. Yeah. He and spent the whole day in the, in the infirmary. Yeah. Getting it cleaned out. Just forehead pulled back, going yeah. deep in there, cleaning. And I wonder if you got a free facelift. Uh, he looks sounds a little like younger. you got a facelift anyway, <laughs> man. But, um, Move his hairline forward. <laughs> <the> receding hairline. <laughs> <laughs> what, else have, what else have you came across? Well, at work, we see a lot of you know, big trauma patients, people falling from parasailing up on the cliffs. Mm-hmm. So we've seen a lot of broken legs, things like that. I've seen broken femurs, compound fractures of the femur. The bones are sticking out. Um, I've... To be honest, the most traumatic thing I saw was a little kid just falling six feet. It's like a one and a half year old. Yeah. And just mentally that kind of tweaked me for a week. Yeah. Kids, but, anything that involves a kid is, yeah. It's yeah. Freaky. It's crazy. And, you know, most of it's just doing your job, right? And we're trained to do that and you just get it done. And, uh, but one hard thing for me is, you know, seeing the family. And uh, after someone, you know, somehow passes, to see the family is pretty difficult. But, you know, we have people swept off the cliffs all the time from uh, big waves. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not uh, as open as Hawaii is so and educated as Hawaii is, the public is. So we'll get people that get really, really close to the cliffs and they'll get ripped off the cliffs and then we got to go find them. That happens here a lot too. Yeah. I love the, the I love the sun. lifeguards at sunset. They just put caution tape up and yell at you. And, yeah. You know, it's perfect. You know, that, that needs to be done a little bit. You know, a lot of people aren't accustomed to the ocean and how much it surges and recedes and mm-hmm. you know, they don't they don't look at that stuff. And the way currents work and yeah. what's what's gonna happen next. Yeah, it's freaking nuts. Um so anything else? With uh let's think. Like something bad beat up. I did see someone get propped once on their leg. Uh, we do all the Harbor Patrol missions. That happened Bay. at Tavarua a couple of years ago. Yeah, I wasn't there for that one. Yeah. Um, but Mission Bay is, it's like controlled, barely controlled chaos. Mm-hmm. So you get people that just want to pin it on their jet skis and boats. And yeah, I was there for one of those, a propping on the leg. And that was horrible. Oh, yeah. Just the amount of blood and muscle and... It was crazy. I bet. And we just got her up on the boat, got her to the dock, and put her right in the ambulance. You know, it's, it was amazing. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. Did she live? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she actually came back and thanked us for what we did. And that's, it's, yeah, it's amazing when someone will come back, mm-hmm. you know, because it can be a very embar- embarrassing part of their life, and they don't yeah. want to face that again. Oh, absolutely. But it's cool when they, people come back and give you, you know, little kudos or a pat on the back. Yeah, that's really cool. Now, um, you've you're all over the place, dude. You're one of the fittest guys I know. Super ripped. Um, when you're around me, I'm like, hey, dude, you got to wear a shirt. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll wear one. Yeah, don't make me look bad here. But um, now you grew up uh, running cross country as well, too, and you do a bunch of marathons and triathlons, and 
just kicking ass in that shit too. Yeah, I use, uh, well, I guess I grew up, you know, running cross country and that was a huge part of my life uh, of just pushing myself and racing. And, you know, I really liked it because I didn't like the short shorts, Mm -hmm. but it was just something that was hard and I enjoyed pushing myself, like I said, and, you know, it's, it's really carried over into my life. I use a running as a big training tool for paddleboarding and surfing and running the trails to me is way better than, you know, pounding miles out on asphalt. So I'm you, always looking for the trails. Do you ever put your hunting gear on, your backpacks and stuff, and then just I've run never got mountains? super into that, but uh, we have a hill where we live that's super steep. Because if you ever want to go elk hunting, dude, you got to do that. Yep. You're going to be wearing all that gear. Yeah, so I get our neighbors looking at me because I wear a belt, and then I put probably... 40 feet of chain behind me really and i run the chain up the hill so it creates that weight and drag and it's a nightmare <laughs> it's horrible but it works <laughs> but you're cleaning the path for everybody yeah, every day so exactly. it's a nice little grading system yeah i'm oh, doing my dozing dustin just freaking ran up here look how nice that trail is today yeah. <laughs> <laughs> especially after a big rain yeah people are always looking at me like what are you doing but it works <laughs> You know, and it's something that I, I really use. And Well, you can always put like a little box grater on the back mm-hmm. of that thing. Yeah. And because I'm sure you've already got it down with just the chains. Yeah. So put a little box grater on that. Okay. So it actually gets some dirt in there as well too. Oh, Fluffs yeah. it all up, makes that path nice and pretty. I'll be the trail but it gives you a It gives you a harder workout. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. perfect. Maybe I could bring myself down the tax bracket. Talk to the state about that. Right. That would be perfect. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, uh, you need to start making some more money anyway because, um, you know, it's getting close to time where you've been with your girl for quite a long time now. I'm yeah. sure at some point she's going to be like. She, she'll be knocking on the door. Dustin, when I are you going to marry me, bud? I know. <laughs> and we're lucky that, you know, she grew up right here in Kona with you and yeah. you know, all your friends. And it's just well, an amazing place to come back. an amazing family. Yeah. Her so, parents are so cool. and you Yeah, know, Pam and Marlon are just incredible. He's one of the most famous fishermen on the planet. Yeah, he is. And he comes from a family of them. And, and freaking then uh, her sister, Jessie, is married to our manager at Tavarua, Ka'eo. Yeah. And they just had a new baby. Yeah, little Miss Parker. Congratulations. Yeah. Such a doll. I got to play with her while I was in Fiji. Yeah, I haven't even met her yet. Oh, Uncle Dozer. So cute. <laughs> yeah. So cute. She's funny. She, Jessie will send us videos, and it's hilarious the stuff she does. Yeah. It's classic. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah. she's a little heartbreaker, man. When you're on the island of Tavarua, and she's, I think she's getting to the age now where she's starting to walk. Yeah, she's probably, she's almost a year. Yeah. In May, I think she's, she's going to be a little terror running around to all the little, you know, tables and stuff. And everybody's yeah. going to be like, oh my God. Oh she should kitty. start a coconut business, huh? Get yeah. good at climbing the coconut trees, start <laughs> selling coconuts. <laughs> now, the Isabels, you know, their daughter practically grew up there. Yeah. And Trevor also even more. So, yeah. Yeah. Trevor's, he's. He's a He's little madman right now. Yeah, and to watch him progress and is hilarious. One time I was getting smoked at cloud break. I was down in by the tower doing the tour, screaming at myself, and little Trevor comes up, driving the jet ski, and Rick's on the back of the seat kind of helping him. He's like, hey, you want the sled? And I'm like, oh, man, like <laughs> things have changed in the last five years, right. six years. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, and then, you know, I'm seeing him on these big days at restaurants, and yeah. he's just 
getting shacks. I know. It's so good. And I'm it's like, rad. holy crap. And he's only, what, 13? Yeah, he's got to be right in that 13, 12-year-old age Somewhere range. in there, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I he's going to dominate soon. He was fishing his brains out with me a lot. Oh, cool. While I was there. And he's just so hooked, driving the boat. Oh, fun. And I left him some a whole bunch of lures and fishing poles and stuff. And oh, he's cool. Just he's probably so stoked. Having a blast, but yeah. That is definitely the life. You yeah. Know, to be able to grow up on an island like that. and But also be able to fly back yep. to Hawaii California. or California and exactly. live your life, go to college. Yep. Decide what you want to do. Yeah. And make a move. And you meet so many people down there. You know, I spent a big chunk of my life right after high school down there. Mm-hmm. And the, I mean, I met you there on the beach and it was love at first sight. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, you know, you meet people from Google, from IBM, from the guy who makes the ads that come up from Amazon, you know, the, to every single person in the surf industry. Yeah. To everyone. And Supermodels, movie stars, yeah. rock stars, Australian rugby stars. Like, you know, they, it's amazing who comes through there and to be able to learn some lessons from them and talk with them is, you know, it's amazing. And, you know, if, if you're going down there, the best thing to do is to have a journal or, you know, and right. just learn from everyone that's down there. It's really cool. Yeah. It's an amazing experience. And, and bring plenty of outfits for uh, for for costume nights. Yeah. You know, you look at a guy like Sly Dog from Laguna, and he barely brings any clothes. It's all, <laughs> it's all costumes and wigs and hats. Recycled. And, yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's so good. He's so funny. Well, he shreds, too. Yeah, he was in, on the national team for a while, and, you know, he rides those funny boards, yeah. and he surfs them like a shortboard. And he wears, it like, a big Aussie hat while he's freaking getting eight-foot shacks at cloud break. And he's I just know. laughing <laughs> on a little single fin that you're not supposed to be riding a single fin no. out there. And he just has a blast. Best attitude on the planet. Yeah, I've never seen him angry before. Never. DJ Sly Eye. Yeah, you know he, he's always mixing the music and up. What, what was the name of that movie he did? Mondre Island. Mondre Island. He's got his own language. So funny! It's amazing. He's classic. <laughs> he's like you know a full-on cartoon character. Is he is he your favorite uh, boatman to work with? Probably out of hilarity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I got a good story. He was. Uh, we were having a, a costume party. Actually, it was a jungle-themed costume party, and we're walking back to the boatman's beret. You know, and it goes by a basketball court and then it's all soft, soft packed sand. We're like, what is going on up here? We thought it was a turtle because the turtles will come up and they'll, ne- they'll lay their eggs in, under bushes and mm-hmm. that soft pack and get closer because there's no light. So we get closer and it's Sly Dog breaststroking in the soft sand. <laughs> He's like, bro, I'm just swimming back to the beret. And we're like, Sly, we, we got to help you up. We got to get you in bed. And he's like, bro, I'm okay. I'm just swimming here. So we went back about an hour later and he's passed out in the sand and we got him up and we got him in bed. You know, he's he's got the best stories ever. Uh, bro. Bro. He's always rolling his R's. It's like, he's just a full character. And then he'll get up there and he'll DJ sometimes too. Yeah. Dude, his neon hats and sunglasses and just shit flashing all over the place. Yeah, and he's got that Viking hat with the disco ball. and From Bali? Know. Yeah. Yeah. He's so funny. He's, you know, you look at the stuff he brings and you're like, only you could figure out where this has came from or where to find it. Right. You know, it's a crack up. <laughs> um, now, I remember when I first met you, I met Frog. Yep, Frogger. And uh, I thought he was your dad. Yeah, they called me guys, Catpool for a while. Yeah, you guys look like father-son team. <laughs> yeah. My dad was actually down there once and called me Frog. From I was walking away. He's like, Frog! 
And I turned around, it was me. And he's like, oh, no. You know, so it's Sorry, funny. son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the, the 20 years older than you, right? Yeah. Yep. Probably right around that. And I think he's close to my age. Yeah. He's a good surfer, too, from Laguna. Him and Sly are best friends and just little, like, Laguna legends. Yeah. You, know, you it, talk to anyone, they know they are. It seems like the guys that come out of Laguna, the guys that come out of La Jolla, all boatmen down there. Yeah. And they just, and you guys rep. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, there's a good heritage. And of, except for, you know, we got Chad Campbell here. Yeah. What is Chad so, doing right now? Chad is probably still digging coral out of his face. Wow. <laughs> that wouldn't be fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you saw that gnarly freaking wipeout he had at yeah. Cloudbreak that day. That face plant's just horrible. Nuts. I think, what a bummer. You know, everyone's real aware of what the coral does there, but you, know, you don't really think about it till you hit it. Yeah. You know, and you try not to think about it. Right. It's right there. It's but we've so had some bad injuries from the coral. Sharp. Yeah, we've had broken backs, broken ribs. You know, that, the coral will get you. Yeah. It's dangerous down there, but. You know, speaking of busted faces, I want to change it up here for a minute. Okay. Um, if you could, you know, there's there's always some celebrities. Celebrities nowadays, you know, there's so much politics being talked right now. You you can't watch any award ceremony now. The Oscars are about to come up here. And all they're doing is going, is this going to be a political, you know, Oscar award, you know? Um, if there's any celebrity you could punch in the face, who would it be? Well, since it's a there's woman. Some, there's a couple that I want to just punch in the face. Yeah. I uh, Talking about award shows, that what Meryl Streep said about martial arts blew my mind. Like, <laughs> right. obviously, she's never tried to kick anything. It's not easy. <laughs> I think she got the whole MMA world wanting to punch her in the face. Yeah. So I guess I'd have to have my girlfriend punch her in the face because it's a woman. But that really, you know, I, it just bummed me out. Yeah, but w- what other what other celebrity? Like, for me, you know, so these guys, they all think around, they walk around like they own the world. Yeah. You know, and and it's just a freaking job. Yeah. It's I'll, just a job. Yours just happens to be entertaining us yep um and for me it's justin bieber yeah that, that makes sense punk i want to freaking punch him in the face yeah i'll go with kanye he walks around head butting people punching him thinks he's all tough little tiny skinny tattooed boy yeah surrounded by massive bodyguards Monsters. so he can get away with anything yeah you're not gonna mess with him when you see the people that are behind him yeah i, pr- I probably would that would be I funny. probably would. You could put him in a choke with your hair, huh? No, I'd probably headbutt him. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, dude, what's up? Bam. <laughs> How'd that feel? <laughs> Take that, little punk. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow he gets away. Like, people aren't charging. He's got to be like, okay, here, before you leave, grand. here's 100 grand. Boom. That's Sorry. A, that would just be his lawyer yeah, his for a day or two. Yeah, he's probably got a lawyer that follows him around and is yeah. like, here's a check. Would you like cash back with that? Don't. Don't charge him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> totally. But what about you? You got to have somebody you want to just... Yeah, maybe I'll go with Kanye. Kanye? Yeah, I don't like his attitude and the clothes he wears. <laughs> and those shoes that people wear are horrible. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And he's dating Kim. Yeah. Or married to Kim. Married to Kim. And what a nightmare they are. <laughs> you know? Like, come on. They're creating a generation of, like, squawking women. Right. You oh, know, my God. That are just squealing about... Whatever. Well, the whole family is kind of a mess. I think the only the only sane one is Brody. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you're friends with him, and right? No, the guys. I, I don't know him, but okay. just, he knows a bunch of the surf guys. And yeah, and from what all my friends say, he's a legit, legit dude. Um, loves to surf, shreds, um, enjoys life. He's out of the spotlight. Yeah, it must be nice. Yeah, and doesn't want anything to do with any of that garbage that's going on you know i'm watching young kylie jenner these days she's wearing all the trashiest little outfits i think she's only what 17 18 years old so something young yeah what a bummer and it's it's like ridiculous this is what you're training our kids to be like yeah it's not you know the the morals are wrong and you know what they've been taught is totally wrong yeah it's a bummer it's a bummer that it gets pushed down to the next generations instead of you know the type of respect and and uh, you know some of those morals that our parents taught us to treat others, you know, with good and kindness. Yeah, and that's not coming from that family. No. What about actors that you thought were a douchebag before, and now you're like, ha, this guy's freaking awesome. Like me, I always thought Zac Efron was a douchebag. Totally. But now, as he's growing up, you know, I'm watching all these uh, movies he's doing right now. He's freaking hilarious. So funny, huh? Like, I, would, I would have what to was agree. that Dirty Grandpa or, <laughs> yeah. or Mike oh. and Dave go to Hawaii to get yeah. married or something that like that? That one was so funny with the girlfriends and, and then uh, <laughs> the boyfriend and, like, uh, the girlfriend that was getting married, like, did ecstasy or something, was running around the... The horse stables. Uh-huh. That was so funny. And that guy's movies are hilarious now. <laughs> that one would make sense for sure. I don't know. I'm not too like into the celebrity deal. But I mean, if we we're going to do a TV show, it would probably be Friends. I used to hate that show. Now my girlfriend's got me hooked. <laughs> Even when she's gone, I turn it on at night. It's so funny. Would you not grow up with a TV in your house? No, I did. But I watched Home Improvement. At night <laughs> with Tim the Tool Man Taylor. <laughs> and Just Binford. so you can see Pam Anderson. Oh, yeah. That was Pam in her hot days. The prime. Yeah, she didn't have any makeup or or, or not makeup, but um, surgeries. Oh, yeah. I think that was the natural, early days. natural Pam. Yeah, Benford, you know, the TV show. It's so funny. It, wasn't that the guy on the other side of the fence? Wilson, yeah. Wilson. Yeah, yeah. He was you just see like a third of his face all the time, maybe. <laughs> all the problems went to Wilson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a funny show. Yeah, that was a good one for sure. So you're leaving here today. Shortly. What yeah. are, what are your plans? Plans are gonna go back to work. Um, I'm actually teaching we have a new full time lifeguard academy going through right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a ten week academy and we're teaching uh, free diving. Uh, on on Wednesday, so I go right back into instructing a, a, a class for our new hires. Uh-huh. And how, how far do you guys got to dive? How um, deep? You know, there's not a certain depth that we're tested on, but you know, to be a lifeguard, you should be able to hold your breath for a minute and a half, two minutes. I would say, you right. know, it's it's not that difficult. And once you teach someone to do it, it's it's pretty simple to to reach that mark. Yeah. And then it's straight into paddleboard training. You know, I've started slowly ramping up, and uh, it's about time to start you know, really getting on the board and putting Uh in the hours. Nice. So that, that training, you know, right now will be about 15 miles a week and then swimming two or three times a week and running and hitting the gym a few times a week. So yeah, it's, it's time consuming, but it's It's super fun. a lot of work, man. Yeah. But you know, I want to win. You got some good sponsors that are paying you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I do have good sponsors. Yeah. Uh, It's it's perfect. They help me out a lot. Who's your sponsors? Um, well, we actually have a mutual sponsor of Oakley. Right. And uh, 
Ronnie Nelson helps you out, and he's just an awesome guy. He so funny. so legit. Yeah. And so Oakley helps me out with clothing and sunglasses. And uh-huh. um, one of my big things for training is riding a bicycle. So they've helped me out with some, some of those right. high-speed glasses. And uh, the guys at Perfect Bar, uh, Jessica, you know, they help feed me. Right. You know, and the amount of food I love that you those eat, perfect. Bars. Oh, they're so good. I absolutely. I wish they would send some to me. Yeah. Um, Jessica, at, let's they, get those or some bars. <laughs> right. They uh, sent a bunch out to Shane when they oh, first yeah. came out, and yep. I was like, woofing those things down. They're snake so them. good. I know. I cut them up, put them in my acai bowl that I make at home, or cut them up and kind of drink them like ice cubes in, in uh-huh. my smoothies, and they're just super good right after training or kind of like a midday meal yeah i would put them in my backpack for when i went hunting yeah they're so good for that because yeah. you know they got a good you know the good fats and they're made out of peanut butter almond butter and mm-hmm. yeah you know, they last a long time and then surface sunscreen helps me out keeps me protected and i don't have to have anyone rub my back put sunscreen on me we just do the spray sunscreen for the back nice are they re-friendly Yes, they are. Good. They do have the reef friendlies. They got the all naturals. They come in the blue cases. That's I just good started because getting in that. Hawaii, we're passing a new law right now. Good. Saying that you have to be reef and ocean friendly. Oh, perfect. So. Yeah. And, you know, that's really important. That sunscreen's disgusting. You, it's know, you, disgusting. you see it's it in killing. the pools and you see it in the ocean. You can the see the sea sheen. life, the, the reefs. Yeah, it's yeah. a bummer. It's yeah. not good. And then I'm paddling Surf Tech Paddle Wards, and that's kind of through Joe Bark. He mm-hmm. makes a, bar, a board called the Bark Commander, and they've really helped me out. And, Is he always know, barking at you? He's barking. He's yeah. a big barker, but he doesn't bite. And then Rusty from Rusty Surfboards has been shaping my surfboards for a handful of years, and I've got to work real close with him. Well, you know, he made a dozer model. Yeah, yeah. I had it yeah. for a while. Such yeah, a I saw board. one in your garage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that thing's <laughs> awesome. That was like my go-to for a couple of years down there in Tavarua. Yeah, that board yeah. rips. Yeah, they're so good. So good. Yeah. Yeah, I know. definitely need another one. Yeah, you do. Those boards are good. Yeah. And he's such a cool guy to go sit in there and design a board with on the computer, and he's open to your ideas and uh, steers you in the right direction when you want to go the wrong direction probably sometimes. But Well, he got a 400-pound mar- black marlin in Tavaro, too. Yeah, and they he's were the delivering meals to him. I've been trying to chase him, trying to get that marlin, too. Yeah. Because, you know, I live in marlin capital of the world. Yes, you do. And I still haven't got one out there yet. I'm dying. Yeah. We've seen them diving. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they have tea, you know, tea saucers for eyeballs out there. There's some big marlin down there. Oh, yeah. But, he, yeah, he's getting delivered meals and water. And it was like, you know, he had a full, like, support while, crew. Yeah, while he was catching yeah, it. Yeah, because he's fighting on a little ponga, a 28-foot ponga. Right. Which, you know, usually you've got a big boat with, you know, two steering wheels and you're backing down on the thing and... He's just out there on a ponga. It's like getting towed around by the marlin. And that's awesome. That's so funny. So awesome. Any other sponsors? No, that's it. That's just, it. Yeah. And they've, nice. you know, they've really taken care of me and I really well, appreciate good. it from them. Yeah. That's good. Thank you, sponsors. Yeah. Um, now, one thing I always ask my guests right at the end is uh, if they've ever experienced anything supernatural, whether it be ghosts or UFOs. Um, I know you're a huge fan of this podcast. You've been listening for a long time. So you've been like, please, please ask me that question because I've got a story for you. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I, I want to know, well, what have you experienced? Because I've told you not to tell me until we're recording this. So. Yeah. Um, being down in Tavarua, they always say that they have a Nitu, which is a ghost uh-huh. in Fijian. And uh, the Boatman's Bray is actually the old church. 
oh. where they used to go in on Sundays and and Wednesdays and do church. So and now you guys have porn pictures all over the walls. They used to. <laughs> no, they still do. I was just there. Oh, I haven't been back <laughs> since then. Um. Uh, then you know. So there's there's a lot of spirit and like you know, down there. And especially when you get into that room, you know, like I've been sick before. This is my first one. I'll tell you the scary one next. But the first one is I was super sick. I ended up getting uh hay or not. I got dengue. Yeah. No, typhoid, typhoid. I was golfing on the mainland, got uh-huh. bit by the wrong mosquito, got typhoid and just had a fever, dehydrated for a week in bed. And I woke up one night, waking up to get some water and I couldn't sit up. Typhoids, you get diarrhea real bad too. Yeah, headphones. Right. You just got to go, you know, wait it out. (laughs) (laughs) No thanks. And I was trying to get up, and I couldn't get up. I couldn't get up. And I looked, and I'm like, what the heck's going on? And I could see full on, like full people in our room. Wow. And I'm going, what the heck's going on? And I'm sitting up, couldn't sit up, couldn't sit up. And I finally sat up and I looked up and there's a guy standing there right on my dresser, like at my bedside table. And I was like, whoa. And I was like, are we cool? And and everyone just kind of slowly disappeared out the back wall, which is by uh, by the ding repair area. Right. And I'm going, what the heck's going on? Maybe I'm just that sick. Well, you but think it might have been fever induced? Maybe. But then this next story, I was totally fine, was just sleeping there was my second night back and i'm waking up in the morning and i'm like a roll over fall back asleep it's like three in the morning and i wake up to my feet getting tugged i'm like oh someone's just screwing with me wake up there's a full-on full man and i've never been into ghosts and always thought they were fake i'm like there's no way come on (laughs) these tv shows are stupid i'm starting to get chickens getting around and He's full on pulling my feet, and I'm going, Fijian "What man? the heck?" Yeah, I don't know, but he, 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 yeah, I don't know, but he was just there and strong. Like I wasn't, I couldn't fight it, right. and I was just pulling my feet. I'm going off and kind of going towards the end of the bed, and I'm like, "What the heck?" And it was right after a good one of the uh, my good friends uh, down there, one of the uh, like carpenters down there, had just passed away, uh-huh. and. Like, maybe it's James. I'm looking. I'm like, you know, maybe. I don't know. And then I was like, hey, stop, stop. And it just stopped. And he looked at me and stood there and then just kind of, like, walked to the right side of my bed and then didn't even open the door. I just watched him, like, fade through the door. Wow. I'm like, what the heck? And it was terrifying. Was that daytime or nighttime? It was at night. Wow. Yeah, it was, like, early morning. We were just starting to, you know. You know, almost getting up for the morning boat. And uh-huh. I, I couldn't go back to sleep. I ran down to the restaurant, just got a cup of tea going. Was uh, anybody else in that parade with you? Yeah, there was four of us. I told them all. And, and they were like, nobody I don't had know. any I kind of know. sense or anything? No. But, you know, you talk to anybody that goes down there and spends an extended period of time down there and they'll have some was, weird it was, stories. It was really weird because I was in the treehouse, Dave and Jeannie's treehouse, which is on the super far end of the island looking straight out at cloud break yep and it's way high up yeah you're probably 30 40 feet in the air easy easy super super high up and i was it was it was one of those things where i had somehow i caught some weird chest cold while i was on the island 
just got super sick from the minute I got there. And I was I woke up, I remember I was coughing and it was pitch black. I'm talking black, black, no moon, no nothing. No lights. And then instantaneously, boom, lit up like somebody had a helicopter spotlight on me, on the room, boom, super bright. That happened to me twice while I was there. Kelly said it happened to him while he was there. Yeah. Just super crazy stuff that happens on that island. Yeah, and there's actually some thoughts that Captain Cook Mm-hmm. was buried right there by the tree. Well, that's nah, it. no, that's impossible. Well, there's stories about... Because the, Captain Cook died right here. That? Okay. One Captain of those, Cook died right here. He discovered Hawaii right here at Kalakakua Bay. Yeah. And then he also died right there. He's, he's, there's some famous captain that supposedly has been buried Jean-Luc right there. Jean-Luc Picard. Maybe. <laughs> or maybe it's Liam Nelson. I have a special set of skills. No, I don't know. There's a, There's some type of captain that's they think captain has been Kirk. buried there because of the tree that is there there's a specific type of tree huh. so maybe that guy's bugging you yeah i don't know and truku's grandfather is buried on tarua so there's a lot of you know history yeah. and and that kind of stuff that goes on there and you need to talk to all the fijians and they've all had weird experiences with it and oh for sure yeah absolutely well, you've got a plane to catch. Yeah, we got to scramble. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Dallas. It's good. And thanks, Stuff. everyone, for tuning in. And until next time, uh, who we hope. <laughs> thanks, Dustin, for being on the show. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And thanks to our sponsors for making this show happen, such as Green Organic Superfood Brew. These guys are legit. They're based out of Kailua on Oahu. And their mission is to help support a healthy and active lifestyle with their organic and kick-ass beverage. Green, and that's GR3EN Superfood Brew, is the go-to beverage for surfers, divers, hunters, pretty much anyone who lives an action-packed lifestyle. The certified organic brew contains powerful green tea to give you a natural boost, hydrating coconut water to keep you going strong, and kale to keep your body loaded with all the phytonutrients that you need. Um, Look, guys, if you haven't tried green, then uh, you don't know what you're missing, man. This is good shit. The boys at Green believe in the product so much, and so do I, that we're willing to let you try it for free. Just go to the website, that's gr3en.org, and use the promo code DOZER3 and get a three-can trial pack for free. Just pay the flat rate USPS shipping, and uh, it's pretty cheap. Um, I think it's like five bucks. These can sell for like three to four bucks in the stores. Um, so here's your chance to get it for free, three for free, and find out firsthand what this super functional beverage can do for you. Um, I love the way it makes me feel. Confident you will too. I just took it with me on a hunt, and it kept me going. So go check them out at Green gr3en.org and promo code dozer3 and get you a three can trial pack for free Um, GoPro has been transforming the way people visually capture and share their lives what began as an idea to help athletes self document themselves engaged in their sport GoPro has become a standard for how people capture themselves, engage in their interests, whatever they may be, from extreme to mainstream. Professional to consumer, 
GoPro enables the world to capture and share its passion in the form of immersive and engaging content. For more information, go to GoPro.com or connect with GoPro on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, LinkedIn. Go get your new Hero 5 or the Karma drone. You're going to love it. Oakley sunglasses, I keep telling you guys, they're the best sunglasses. If you're not covering your eyes with these things, their prism lenses are so badass, whether you're fishing or golfing or flying a helicopter, whatever it is you do, you want to wear Oakley's. They have great coverage, covers everything up, protects your eyes, great uh, polarized glasses as well. Um, If you're ever over in Venice Beach, um, go check out Deuce Gym. These guys will customize a workout just for you, whether you're 8 or 80. Um, If you're into cardio, strength training, strongman training, uh, CrossFit, they do it all, and they'll take care of you and make you fit and healthy. Go check out DeuceGym.com. You can find them on all social media at DeuceGym, or just go right up in there and tell them you heard it on Doe's Nose and ask for Logan or Lindsay, and they'll take care of you. You might even see guys like Tate Fletcher in there and Sal Mascala, and who knows who you're going to see over there. It's a pretty badass crew. Um, if you're in Kona, go check out Kona Coffee and Tea. I go there every morning, get my morning coffee. They take care of me, greet me with a smile. This stuff's insane. Everybody knows Kona Coffee. Um, well, these guys grow it up on the slopes of Hualalai, roast it, bring it down fresh every single day for you, for me, and for everyone else. And, uh, it's so good. So go check them out at KonaCoffeeAndTea.com where you can also order online and they'll ship it right out to you. Uh, Maverick Sport Fishing. You guys want to catch that 1,000-pound marlin? It's the boat to be on right here, right here in Kona. Um, Captain Trevor Child knows what he's doing. He's got the sickest boat in the fleet. It's air-conditioned with bedrooms and bathrooms and kitchen and living room. Uh, great crew. Um, give them a call at 808-896-7985 or see them at mavericksportfishingkona.com where they can take you out there for a half day, three quarter day, full day, or even an overnight charter and uh, request that I come with you because I'm a good luck charm, man. I would love to come fishing with you. Uh, Mogulele Airlines. It's a family-owned and operated business that tries to make your inner island travel as easy and affordable as possible. With over 120 flights every day throughout the Hawaiian Islands with no TSA, why would you not want to book your next trip or upcoming vacation with Mogalele Airlines? Um, you can find them on all social media, such as uh, on Facebook at Mogalele, on Twitter at Mogalele Air. And on Instagram at Mokalele Airlines, or just go straight to their website, mokalele.com, and book that flight. They have killer deals. I just saw something they have going on right now where it's like 49 bucks from island to island. That's pretty rad. And of course, your pets always fly free. And uh, it's, it's a really cool, really cool company to fly with. Um, the pilots, they look for whales, they show you the whales. Um, fly you around different parts of the island. I actually got to fly through the crater of Haleakala uh, last week, which was so badass. I'd never done anything like that before. It was killer. So go check them out at mokalele.com. Hurley Clothing. Bob Hurley, 
He's been a friend of mine for a long time. And I remember when he started the day, the brand back in 99. At that time, surfing was all about being cooler than the other guy and keeping it as exclusive as possible. But with the launch of Hurley, Bob changed the perception of what surfing could be. And he definitely did that. And Bob's one of the coolest guys around on the planet. And he's so positive. And he makes the best product in the world. And uh, he loves to empower the next generation. So um, get out there. Get you some Hurley shorts. Get you those uh, phantom board shorts. Same ones John John's wearing. Yeah. Be like John John. Because he's killing it. He's the world champ. And he's, he's freaking taking them down. I love it. Um, so go check them out at Hurley.com. If you're ever in Kona, want to come over here, the first thing you guys got to do is go to Kona Boys. They've been ser- serving up gear for Island Life and Aloha since 1996. They're the one-stop shop for ocean fun. They operate a legit selection of local-style activities, and uh, they're the only company permitted to do kayak tours in Kalakikua Bay. So uh, they have two locations. One is at the King Kamehameha Beach Hotel, and one is down in Kalakikua, their big store, where they have everything from surfboards to stand-up paddleboards, uh, what is it, scuba, not scuba stuff, but uh, snorkeling stuff, and uh, kayaks, skateboards, you name it. They got it all. Just go check them out and uh, see Frank and Brock. And also, you can find them online at KonaBoys.com. Uh, you can enter a promo code DOZENOSE, get 15% off, or just walk right in the store and tell them you heard it on DOZENOSE, and they'll give you 15% off. Uh, so check them out, Kona Boys, Frank and Brock. You're going to love them. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And until next time, uh, we hope. Everybody knows goes, and if you don't know, 